0: Welcome to the Coach's Edge Podcast, dedicated to teaching, sharing, and learning the game. Thank you for joining us today. I'm your host, Steve Kramer, and on today's episode, five tips that your players can use to be more effective when using an off the ball screen. And I think you'll get a kick out of number five. I've been very effective using that in games myself, but it's my hope that even one of these tips can be a difference maker for your program. And again, I say this humbly, if there's something that you use with your program, with your players to teach them to be more effective when it comes to using a screen. Hey, I want to know. Hit me up. Contact at KramerBasketball.com at CoachesEdge1 on Twitter. We would love to hear from you. Thank you for checking out this episode. If you find it beneficial, be sure to share it out with somebody. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Coach's Edge Podcast. I'm excited to share with you five tips that you can have your players use to be more effective when it comes to using an off-the-ball screen. Number one is probably our most important out of the five, although I think you'll get a kick out of our our fifth tip as well. But number one is being able to time the screen. See, when it comes to being able to effectively execute an off-the-ball screen, three things three players need to be on the same page. That's the passer, that's the cutter, and that's the screener. And I was speaking a couple years ago with Greg Mitchell, who's the head men's coach at Hope College. And I was asking, what are some of the things that your players struggle with most when it comes to coming off uh, off the ball screen? And I was expecting something like the read. And they said, no, the biggest struggle that we have at the college level is that it's not time correctly between our passer and our cutter. Our cutter may use the correct read as far as setting up the defense, reading the help defense, the screeners, defender, but they went too early and the ball handler wasn't in the right spot. Or the ball handler threw the pass behind, off target, they mistimed when to throw the pass, Those two players especially must be on the same page if we're going to properly execute an off-the-ball screen. Number two, changing speeds. That's your Rip Hamilton, right, for the Detroit Pistons fans out there. That stop cut, being able to to cut hard, quick stop bump, and then go again. That's Reggie Miller and being able to really change direction where he's going down underneath the basket and then – popping back hard out to the perimeter, right? And your players like a Clay Thompson, Steph Curry do that really well in today's game. Your ability to change speed. I can't stand it when coaches say, we got to go game speed, game speed, game speed. And they're always talking about go fast, go fast, go fast. Basketball is not always fast. Basketball is slow. It's medium. It's fast. It's every different type of speed. It's important that we change speed to make ourselves harder to guard. That's huge. Number three, contact. Initiate contact. We can do that with the lower body. We can do that with some of our upper body as well. We can walk our defender into our screen. We can use our hip and leg to bump a defender to initiate contact, create separation, and then come off the screen. You might use a stop cut so you're halfway through your cut you stop, that defender runs into you, so there's the contact, and then we separate again. We can also use our hands. I, now, I, When I say hands, I'm really referring to shoulders, wrists, elbows. We put our hands on, on players, we're more likely to call for a foul, obviously. But for example, wrist to wrist, if I have a defender's hands who are low, easier for me to swipe them away, wrist to wrist, and then pop out if I have a defender's hands are high a swim move can be very effective in order to get their hand out of a passing lane also being able to spin into a cut or almost like a drop step or reverse pivot to bump that defender with your backside and your hip to be able to come off a screen can be extremely effective these are all things that I had to learn on the fly growing up as a high school high school player I played point guard my whole life I went to college and my college coaches had to be like, what is what is this kid thinking? He has no idea how to move without the basketball. I had to be a quick study uh, personally as a player. I got better at it through college and much better playing overseas. But all these little things were, were really, really beneficial to me. Number four, using the screen tight. We're tight using the screen body to body. You've heard this many times before, but I, I want to give you kind of paint a, a picture for you. If I am in the right corner and I have my teammate setting a wide pin down screen for me, I'm going to initiate contact. and I walk my defender into the spot? Fine. But oftentimes when players come off of a screen, so if I'm in the right corner, my screener's right foot is going to be closest to the sideline, the corner. And so we would think that, okay, their right foot and my right foot are going to be right next to each other as I'm coming off, let's say towards the, the elbow to catch, uh, maybe it's a, a, a tight curl, soft curl, something of that nature. What I would encourage your players to do is, instead of going tight in that manner, they actually take, if I'm the cutter, I take my right foot and I would put it below my screener's right foot. So as I'm coming off the screen, I'm actually going to run into my teammates if I don't get out of the way. What does this do? The only way that my defender can now jump that screen is they really have to go way, way out of position in order to cheat that screen. That's going to open up a slip, a backdoor cut, or it's going to be an offense foul because they've pushed me. What happens is, Cutters will often go tight to the screener, but they, they go tight side by side instead of actually in a position where they would make contact with their own screener. Well, what's a good defender gonna do? They're gonna bump you out and they're gonna sneak in between the cutter and the screener and they just blew up the play, all right? So being able to make that small adjustment, and it's just a six, 12 inch adjustment where when you're coming off that screen, your low foot, is actually below your screeners high foot and then on your last step you just get out of the way so now you can come off that screen that's a huge advantage for the cutter to make sure that that defender can no longer blow up that screen and bump them out of the way number five lie lie with your body language and I'll give you a, a couple examples there's many ways that, that we can we can lie we can we can sell the game, right? We say you got to be a salesman or a, a saleswoman. The opposing team has to buy whatever you're you're selling. You want to go right, so you better sell something that makes them think you're going to go left. So we can sell with our eyes, we can sell with with our feet, with our shoulders, we can sell with with our change of direction and change of speed, which we've we've already talked about. Um, we can sell using our body language, and our voice. And I'll give you this example. In games, I've brought the basketball up in semi-transition. Let's say I'm on the left the left wing bringing the basketball down the court in semi-transition, and I have a defensive player who's in front of me, and they're set, and I've pointed to my right, to the inside of the court, and said, hey, screen here, screen here, come, come get me, come get me. When there's actually no screen to be set, and I'm actually talking to no one, there's nobody there. But because of my body language, and I'm pointing like I'm about to get a screen to come off and go to the middle, I've said it with my mouth, I've motioned with my hands, I've looked with my my eyes, what does my defender think? They can't see everything that's going on behind them. So now they'll flip, because a lot of times they're icing the screen, and so they'll jump to the middle, preparing to ice the screen, and all they did was simply move out of the way. And now I bust it straight down the left side, go to the basket, get a layup, kick it out to somebody, whatever it might be. Using my words and my body language, being deceptive, even if nobody's there. And you can use that just as well off the ball as well. You ever been underneath the basket, somebody's playing you, you tight, and you're looking to the right corner and you're saying, hey, 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 come get me, come get me, come get me. When in reality, you're actually cutting to the left. You just wanted that defensive player to look the opposite way, to, to prepare for something that's not even there at all before you go the other way. It's essential as basketball players that we're lying with everything that we have. We're faking using our body, using our voice to create some type of small advantage within the game. That's, that's gamesmanship, right? There's so many fakes within the game of basketball. And I think at the high school level, those, those players are just scratching the surface of really what they can use to be more effective in a game situation. So let's review all five. Number one, timing. If we don't have timing, we don't have anything, right? That's, that's talking about the read, the situation and timing it, Correctly on time, on target with the passer, everything. Two, changing speed. Be hard to guard by changing speed. Three, contact. Use contact to your advantage, not just with your feet, your hips, your lower body, but there's there some, some simple tools that you can use with, with your arms, your upper body to create more space. Uh, keep the defender's hands out of the passing line, especially if you're a shooter. Number four. We're tight when we use the screen. Tight enough, in fact, that if you don't veer out of the way at the last second, you're going to hit your own screener. That's very effective. And then five, lie with your body, lie with your your voice in order to create that slight advantage, that extra half second that you need to be able to execute that cut, that screen properly. I hope that you found these five beneficial. I'd love to hear from you, on um, what you have used with your players um, and what has worked for them. You can contact me at Edge one on Twitter, contact at KramerBasketball.com. If you wanna shoot me an email, I'd be happy to talk more about moving, cutting, screening off the ball. This is something that I don't think gets talked about enough. But if we can execute it properly, it can give us a big advantage over the competition. Thanks again for listening. Hope you guys have a great day. Get after it.